Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now wherever you listen. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. In the past 30 years, paleontologists and other fossil hunters have uncovered a wealth of dinosaur eggs. China has been home to many of these fossil finds, but researchers have also discovered nesting grounds in Argentina, Canada, South Africa, and the United States. This is a big change. Until the 1990s, fossilized eggs were a rare find. By studying these eggs, scientists can learn about a lot more than how dinosaurs reproduced. Eggs and their positions within nesting grounds can yield lots of clues about dinosaur behavior. The structure of the eggs can help scientists figure out whether dinosaurs were more like birds or reptiles. And in a very few cases, a fossilized egg can show paleontologists what a dinosaur embryo looked like. The trouble is, in spite of these recent finds, dinosaur eggs are still a lot rarer than dinosaur bones. On top of that, very few eggs that have survived until today still contain their embryos. This is because several specific conditions have to exist for an embryo to fossilize. 
First, an egg containing a healthy embryo has to be buried in sediment. A freshly laid egg, which hasn't yet developed an embryo, won't help. The egg also has to be intact. If there's a crack in the shell big enough for anything to escape, the material inside will leak out before fossilization can occur. This buried egg then has to survive the slow process of fossilization. Groundwater containing minerals seeps through the shell, slowly replacing the non-mineral components of the bones inside. Most of the time, soft tissues and fluids inside the egg break down or dissipate instead of becoming fossils. The shell itself is already made of calcium, so it doesn't physically change much during the fossilization process. But if all goes well, the embryonic skeleton inside turns to rock. Scientists don't always have to break open dinosaur eggs to see what's inside. Occasionally, researchers will find fossilized hatchlings in a nest with whole eggs, giving them a good clue as to what the eggs contain. Other eggs are found broken or weathered, leaving their embryos exposed. For example, a fossil bed discovered in Patagonia was so full of eggs and egg fragments that it became known as auca mojuevo, meaning more eggs. Because of the sheer number of eggs, paleontologists speculate that the entire area was submerged in a flood, allowing lots of silt to cover all the eggs at once. At the Auca Mojuevo site, researchers found whole eggs containing embryos, as well as eggshell fragments that contained parts of embryos. In a few cases, skin that rested against the inside of the shell became fossilized as well, giving scientists a glimpse at what embryonic dinosaur skin looked and felt like. Based on the embryos found with the eggs, scientists theorize that the dinosaurs that laid these eggs were most likely sauropods, which are four-legged dinosaurs with long necks. When there are no convenient hatchlings or broken shells nearby, researchers can use computerized axial tomography scans, or CAT scans, to try to figure out what's inside an egg. A CAT scan, also known as a CT scan, takes lots of x-rays of an object. A computer then combines these x-rays to form a three-dimensional view of the object. Using CAT scans, scientists can figure out whether the egg contains any embryonic material. If it does, they can determine the size and shape of the embryo within the shell. The other predominant technique used to figure out what's in an egg involves destroying the eggshell. By soaking the egg in a mild acid bath, scientists can slowly remove the shell. This process is time-consuming, but it can eventually reveal the entirety of the skeleton inside. Once the embryonic skeleton is uncovered, researchers saturate it with plastic to preserve it. But just because an acid bath or a CAT scan reveals the shape of an embryo doesn't mean scientists can figure out what kind of dinosaur it would have grown up to be. Many dinosaurs looked significantly different as hatchlings, adolescents, and adults. In some cases, a dinosaur's embryo may look nothing like any known adult dinosaur specimen. The size and shape of eggs also adds to the complexity. For instance, researchers have asserted that two dissimilar eggs, one round and the other oblong, both contained a dinosaur known as a therizinosaur. In 2005, paleontologists found a fossilized oviraptor pelvis with eggs inside. The pelvis contained two eggs, and their positioning suggests that the species may have formed and laid eggs in clutches of two the way that many birds do. This contrasts with the way that many reptiles lay large batches of eggs at once. Today's episode was written by Tracy V. Wilson and produced by Tyler Klang. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more on this and lots of other thunderous topics, visit our home planet, HowStuffWorks.com. And for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. Canva helps you get your point across simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.